And we are back with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Bavona, joined once again by Andrew Johnson and Grayson Sheepy G. Marino. Guys, another crazy week in the NFL. It just doesn't stop, it seems to be. A lot of, you know, interesting games to say the least. And two huge trades happening this week in the backfield. Two running backs being dealt to teams that are trying to, you know, make a push for the playoffs. But like I said, another great week for the National Football League. Yeah, absolute craziness going on. We're finally approaching NFL trade season, which could be no, not as good as the offseason, but still a lot of moving parts going going along. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but I want to hop into a couple of these games first. Yeah. Let's start in the Thursday night game, which was not a snooze fest for the first right. time in teams weeks. Thank God. That's all I'm going to say about that's this game. Now... Yeah, the Saints going against the Cardinals. Obviously, the biggest storyline going into this game was DeAndre Hopkins finally back from his suspension. Cardinals, you know, you could tell that his presence was definitely missed. Comes back in this game, 10 catches, 103 yards. Kyler Murray certainly happened to have his number one wide receiver back. Gets a great game from Eno Benjamin, who rushes for 92 yards and a touchdown. And the Cardinals taking advantage of some Andy Dalton interceptions in the first half. Able to hold on in the final to win this one, forty-two to thirty-four. Obviously, there was an NFL. Tr- there was a trade that happened in during this game. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. That kind of you know stole the spotlight from what was a pretty good game, nonetheless offensively. But in the end, the Cardinals do get the win in D Hop's return. Yeah, offensively, this was a pretty good game. Defensively, it was also a great game too. You have to thank well, for the Cardinals. Dolan. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it was <laughs> offensively and defensively. This was very pleasant to watch. Yeah, if you're the average NFL fan and you just want to see a, that's an absolute action-packed game where there's nonstop movement going around and there's people scoring, there's plays on defense, you know, pick sixes, touchdowns. This is your kind of game. Yeah. Now I will say this one more time. I will once again ask to have Taysom Hill start a quarterback. I am going to ask one more time because Andy Dalton clearly isn't it. I will no. ask once again to have Taysom Hill start, but D Hop really looks good in his return. Calamari getting that, I guess, his best win of the year so far. For sure. Still uh, under 500 for the Cardinals. Saints aren't going anywhere. They're pretty much tanking at this point. And, well, see, the problem with that is, Johnson, remember, they don't have their first round pick this season. That is right now in the grass with the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Saints, sure, they can tank, but. <laughs> They don't have that necessary draft pick to keep that tank going. But the good news for the Saints is, is that despite this record, only one game out of first place. We'll get into that a little bit later, but the NFC South right now is abysmal, to say like the least. The NFC, like the NFC suck. <laughs> yeah, true. true. That is true. Grayson, uh, any thoughts about this game? Um, I mean... <sighs> I don't even know, man. It's just kind of, it's just such a pathetic game every time. Even though it was exciting, it was still pathetic. It was definitely the best Thursday night game we've had since yeah, week. But that's not saying anything. I yes, that's I mean, right. There like, does not say anything. But D Hop is a stud. <laughs> no surprise there. I mean, it's kind of, it, it. You just kind of sit there and you think about it and. You call it probably what could have been a better game if you look at it on paper. 
Yeah. Like the 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 Saints should be better than what they are. Yeah, a lot of injuries have hit the Saints this season. Obviously, Michael um, Thomas, Jarvis Landry, yeah. well, James Winston. Slant boy. A lot of more have been hurt. I mean, listen, you you can call him Slant Boy, but he's definitely a big part of that offense. They're definitely missing him right now. What do you mean? They have Kevin White. We're not. We're, I'm, I'm we're, joking. We're, That's we're, a complete yeah, joke. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's not really much to say about this game other than Kyler's going to fall apart now. Cod comes out this weekend. So, um, you know, later on, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I have an interesting take to say about that. Uh, the, game, their, the game this upcoming weekend, but we'll, I'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But, Johnson, you know, I had a very bad weekend with my sports when it came to the Yankees and Syracuse, but at least there was one, you know, glimpse of light at the end of the tunnel, and that is the New York football giants. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, and I had a good week with the Giants as well. I told you everyone. Did. Giants money line is the play. If you weren't using, if you weren't putting all the money you had on Giants money line, that would have been a dumb play. Matter yeah. of fact, eighty six percent of bets made were on Giants money line. Yep. So this is one of those times where Hold Vegas that. tries to be pretty smart and say, "Oh, we're going to set Jaguars as the favorite, so we can it's a trap game." Vegas got burned. Vegas oh, got I'm burned. Not but surprised he knew that's that about gambling. Of course he did. Vegas got burned. Uh, Giants. Hey, I don't want to say it's a come from behind victory, but in the eleventh hour of the fourth quarter, was. they take the lead and some absolute atrocious penalties towards the end of that oh. game. I was watching that game and I was screaming at my phone because I was streaming it, and I had no idea what the hell was going on because well, let's remember. I thought I thought this was Vegas trying to take money out of my pocket. Yeah, it was. Well, let's remember. Remember on the on the Giants' last offensive possession, Saquon Barkley on third down could have easily, you know, stayed in bounds. You know, he went to slide down and you know try to stay in bounds so the clock could keep running, and then the Giants could kick a field goal, and the Jaguars would only have twenty seconds to get down the field with no timeouts. The issue was that Saquon accidentally went out of bounds, so it gave the Jaguars a full minute with no timeouts to get down the field to try to win the game. And you saw it; they got down the field. There was some, you know, interesting penalties, say at least legal hands to the face, roughing the passer. I believe they might. I think there was a pass interference call on that on that drive too. I off the top of my head, I don't remember. But nonetheless, Jaguars get down the field. They're at the 16 yard line, very closing in on pulling off what would have been a heartbreaking loss. It would have really cultivated my horrible week to say the least. But the Giants, you know, stop Christian Kirk at the one yard line. Hold them to no touchdown. Giants hang on for the win, twenty-three to seventeen. They go to six of one on the season. Great quarterback play from Daniel Jones. He throws for two hundred yards and a touchdown. Also runs for a hundred yards and a touchdown as well. Saquon Barkley was once again great. Twenty-four carries, one hundred and ten yards. Giants still finding ways to win. They go to six and one this season. What a time to be alive for a New York Giant fan. Agreed. Um, you know, I come to the team. Stop. Just stop. Just stop. You are not going to take credit for them to go 6 Oh, I'm not uh, at all. No. It's Good. Brian Dable. Thank you. I'm just loving the fact that, you know, I finally this swear like allegiance. A hot take. This is going to sound a hot take, but uh, I, I think it's really Brian Dable. To Brian Dable. So who is it then, Johnson? Um, whoever did this giant schedule this year. I mean, 
that helped. But that like, definitely helps. But you got to remember, the Giants have not been playing good mostly in the first half of their games, and they make adjustments in the second half that are oh, necessary no, I agree. to win. No, it's definitely the coaching staff to a certain extent, but if you had an actual schedule versus Brian Dable, he wouldn't be 6-1. I, mean, I think it's fair to say. I'm not going to discredit anything. Uh, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. There's been absolute weeks of me saying, you know, the Giants are going to start off 8-1 and one due to this schedule and, you know, pretty much because Dable is better. I don't want to say a better coach because it's still kind of early to tell, but he's been out coaching people so far. It depends on how often, how stale his offense and defense gets, but we'll, you know, we won't know that until for a year or two down the line to see how he's doing. But initially right now, he's just absolutely he's out coaching who he's going against right now. And... We said this a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to keep saying it. On paper, the Jaguars are a more talented team. Yes or no, Nick? Um, on paper. Uh, uh, I don't. Offensively. Going I into the season. Close. Going into the season. I still don't know. I, I don't. I don't know about the. No, I would take I the think Giants. The, I would take the Giants. Giants 100% defensively. Offensively, it's it's closer. I still think the Giants offensively. I think as a whole, as a whole team, I still think the Giants. Yeah, I'm talking about as a team, but we're talking about like individual matchups. That's right. Yeah, I I think I I think I still think the Giants. The sum of a whole with the Giants is is greater than any individual part on any team, and this is why we're going to keep you know emphasizing is that you play the games for a reason. On paper, it looks like the Jaguars were favored to win. On paper, going into this week, sure. Well, but maybe you play the game series. But since week two, the Jags have not looked good. <laughs> so I want to go after that. I want to go into a another game. Well, speaking of the speaking of the Jags, let's go to their division rivals, to say the least. Yeah, I want to stay in that division, but let's yeah. move to the Titans beating the Colts, moving the first place. Titans getting a clean sweep of the season. Yep. Colts look. Terrible. Matty Ice looks awful, like I've said for the last couple of weeks. Tom Brady mm-hmm. tricked a generation of NFL GMs to pretending uh, or tricking them into thinking that a quarterback is still good after the age of 34, which nine out of 10 times is not the case. And Matt Ryan is now be uh, the Colts are now going to be a victim due to Matt Ryan. And uh, they've pretty much traded away two first round picks and the third round pick for two quarterbacks that aren't going to be on the team next year. Yeah, this is an interesting. Uh, the Colts are such a weird team because you know they finally get some wins. Obviously, they win that ugly game against the Broncos. Then they win a you know a comfort behind win against Jacksonville last week. Uh, coming into this game, I thought they had a chance. I mean, Jonathan Taylor was back, and you would think with that, you know, they would be running the ball with him and would give him the opportunities to help them win this game. They run the ball ten times with Jonathan Taylor. I'm not sure what Frank Reich is doing, but it's not working. They're Matt Ryan throwing the ball 44 times in this game. That's just that it's unacceptable that you're doing this. The Titans credit to Mike Vrabel. He has the right game plan. Tannehill throws the ball only 20 times in this game. And why are they win this game? Derrick Henry, 128 yards rushing on 30 carries. That is what Jonathan Taylor is supposed to do for your offense. He's supposed to get a big amount of carries and help you get yards. Yeah. He had 10 carries, 58 yards. If he's averaging 5.8 yards a carry, why aren't you giving him the ball more? Why do you keep throwing it? Why do you keep throwing it with Matt Ryan? 
It makes no sense to me whatsoever with Indianapolis. They're a very frustrating team. If I was a fan of the Colts, I'd be very frustrated right now with with the way they, they've been. Well, yeah, considering they have a ton of talent on that team and are literally just pissing it away. Yeah, this is why you play the games on the schedule. You just don't play this shit on paper. No, but it's not even that. It's like Nick said, how is Jonathan Taylor, a guy that, what, is one of for sure was supposed the, to he, be. He was the offensive, for sure, the one of the best offensive players in the league last season. Like, and was, they've abandoned pers- him. And was presumed to be the best running back coming into this season, based on how he did last year. And they have literally abandoned him. But I, but I, listen, I remember last season, they did the same thing, where they started the season off, they weren't giving the ball to Jonathan Taylor a lot. And then in week four, it's as if a light bulb hit them. They said, oh, we have Jonathan Taylor. Let's give him the ball. And for that, the rest of the season, he took that, you know, he took all the pain and suffering that the Colts had, had to start off the season, and he got them into a playoff contention. Now, credit. Did they make the playoffs? No, because Carson Wentz essentially blew it away. Right now, Matt Ryan's doing the exact same thing Carson Wentz did at the end of the season last season, in which he's throwing really bad interceptions. He's getting no time in the pocket. The Colts offensive line has been abysmal this season. And because of Matt Ryan's bad play, he got benched for it. Now he's no longer the Colts starter. It's going to be Sam Elringer for the rest of the season. And he's going to be making his first NFL start this upcoming weekend against the Commanders. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But the Colts had to make a change. And, you know, with this change, you hope Jonathan Taylor gets a lot more carries now. Um, uh, again, this is a, like you said, it's a symptom. I, I think Frank Reich is too stubborn to change his ways at this point. And you know what? It's going to get him fired. Because he's on the hot, he was on the hot seat for sure going into the season. And... It's not getting any, you know, any colder with the decision making he's done. But I digress. We'll go to the next game. Another interesting division ri- uh, rivalry game between the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore, you know, <laughs> I just put it as it is. They didn't blow this one, guys. They held on. I was so confident saying that. Cleveland is going to win. And I was so close you to did. being vindicated. I said that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were going to have. They said they only got half my prediction correct. I don't know what the hell is going on with Kareem Hunt. He looked so good a couple of years ago. He looks like a shell of his former self these last couple of weeks. It's all about but the Nick game Chubb, plan. Yeah, Nick Chubb definitely showed up. He had a great game. And Cleveland almost, almost came came so close. 23-20 final score. I said it would be closer than a touchdown. Uh, you so did. I would have ca- I I would have cashed on the points, but I wouldn't have cashed on money line. So I guess you can't win them all. Well, this game comes down to I mean the Colt the the I was at the Colts again. Sorry, I'm so torn up about that. The the Ravens have a great game from you know they get Gus Edwards back in this game. He rushes for two touchdowns, so his presence was definitely needed, especially after J.K. Dobbins was put on the IR this past weekend. So they definitely needed you know some help in the backfield. They get it from Gus Edwards in this game. Lamar, let's just face facts, he wasn't really efficient in this game when it came to passing. Did what he needed to do on the ground, 10 carries with 59 yards. But the Ravens defense, I mean, listen, they have had their definitely they've had their mishaps this season when it comes to, you know, blowing leads and making stupid plays. And they almost did it in this game, but the Browns, they this is a game where they had the game won and they just, you know, let Baltimore win the game because of stupid penalties. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the Ravens continue to be the fakest team in that division. Um, 
They're really not that good of a team. Well, I think Cleveland's play- playoff hopes are kind of dwindling yeah. away. They, two and, uh, we, two we said five, that not good. We said that they needed to just steady the fort and go 500 until Deshaun Watson comes back, I believe, in week nine. They haven't been able to do that. If they can win the next two games by some sort of miracle, they still have a chance to make the playoffs, but it's not looking good right now. Well, it's definitely not looking good with the way the Bengals have come back to life. Yeah. <clears throat> Joe Burrow looks like last year, and it's starting to scare the shit out of people. Yeah, no, Joe Burrow had an absolute massive game. We'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah, I want to talk sorry about... Sorry to skip ahead on that, but... No, just... no, uh, no, absolutely. It's relevant to the conversation, but we're going to go really... It, we're going to take a deep dive into the Bengals in a little bit, but I want to talk about a huge upset, and let's look into a couple different things. Panthers upsetting the Bucks. Now, Nick, as a Tom Brady <laughs> fan, I think this is the low point of his last five years. I think this uh... is the lowest point... In his, no, not, you, not, not, not his entire career, but you in the sound, last five years of his you career. You sound destroyed. I, this was, I thought this was a great game. This was funny. I mean, it's it's oh, Mike sad Evans. because even Chalk Mike Evans literally that. sold the team. Yeah, it's by far on the, him. He's one of the easiest catches he's had in his NFL career, and he just, yeah. He I must mean, have, it's not his fault for this game, by any means whatsoever. No. By any means no. whatsoever. No. Listen, but, that touchdown would have helped, but there was a lot more things happening for Tampa agreed. Bay that was the reason why they lost this game. But yeah, and, Tampa Bay gets blown out 27-3, to and Nick, who was field? What kind of roster was Charlotte fielding this game? I'm sorry, was Carolina uh, fielding this game? Well, let's think. So we have P.J. Walker, a former XFL quarterback. Let's that is correct. That. Yep. Deontay Foreman, who has been a backup for most of his career with some teams like the Texans and the Browns, a lot of teams that he's been a backup for. Great game from him. 15 carries for 118 yards. Longest run of the day was 60 yards, so he had a big day. Uh, he, I want to say Chuba. I know it's Chuba, but I, I, I love it's saying Chuba. Chuba Hubbard. It's Chuba Hubbard. It's Chuba. Nine carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. He has a pretty good game too, but the key point for the Panthers offensively, they got DJ Moore involved in the passing game, which is what they have not done throughout the season. Seven catchers for 69 yards. Nice. And a touchdown. Great, you know, great emergence for DJ Moore. This is a guy that has a lot of talent. And with Caroline making the trade of CMC, you would have thought that DJ Moore would have been the next guy. Thankfully, that wasn't the case for the Panthers. And he plays a great game. And you saw it. They they keep getting him involved in the passing game. The Carolina offense can move down the field. P.J. Walker essentially has now won himself the starting quarterback job for the current moment. He's already been named the starter for their upcoming game this weekend against Atlanta. And that's despite the fact that Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are both healthy. So Walker has essentially won the Carolina Panthers starting quarterback job because of how good he did in this game. And when it comes down to it for Tampa Bay, I've been saying it for weeks. I'm going to keep going on saying it. You've got to get Leonard Fournette somehow involved in this offense. I don't understand what's wrong with him either. It's kind of like the Jonathan Taylor narrative. Leonard Fournette has eight carries for 19 yards. How is that possible? Leonard Fournette has had a very good career with Tampa Tampa Bay the last couple of years. Now, credit, that could be because of Bruce Arians. And I think the reason that they're in the slate is because of a former Jets coach that's now the head coach of this team, 
and Todd Bowles. I don't think I can blame Todd Bowles on this entire thing. I, There's I don't know. Way, way too much talent for Tampa Bay to be struggling like this. No, they I agree. Have- listen, they have offensive line issues right now because of all these injuries. But listen, Todd Bowles, I don't think he's making it any better. I, I agree with you to that extent that he's not making it better, but I don't think he's the sole reason. There's, no, he's not, definitely not the sole reason, but he's definitely an, one of the reasons. There's reason, There's internal factors in Tom Brady's personal life that maybe he's not so focused for the first time in 20 years. Uh, obviously, the offensive retired, line, man. obviously, the offensive line struggles. and Just little mental lapses on the field like that Mike Evans play that's happening on the offense. It's it's a kind of a perfect storm for these Bucks right now, but... They still lead the division. They three and four, and they lead yeah, the division. So that's, so that's really bad. This division is trash, and uh, as long as Tom Brady can get it together and drag this team across the finish line, limp across it, they'll make the playoffs. It's sad, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the reason being that it's still okay for Tampa Bay right now is because of how bad the division is. I mean, the their tie right now with. The Atlanta Falcons for first place. And then you have the Saints and the Panthers right after that. So by default, the Buccaneers should hold on to win this division. But man, they have looked really, really bad these last two weeks to two teams that you could essentially say are bottom feeding teams right now in the NFL in Pittsburgh and in Carolina. Uh, No, I don't think anyone would disagree with you either on that. It's just, it's been a rough look. Yeah. Needs to win this division. I'd go nuts. Marcus Mariota. Oh my god. No. It'd be fucking electric. It would be interesting to say the least. But something that was interesting, guys, and you know, I kind of alluded to this earlier on where the Thursday night game where we had a big trade in the NFL that kind of over, you know, overshadowed the game that was going on. Christian McCaffrey, now the newest San Francisco 49er. Niners trading a second-round pick in this year's draft, as well as a third-round pick in this year's draft, a fourth-round pick in this year's draft, and a fifth-round pick in next year's draft to get a very good running back in Christian McCaffrey when healthy. McCaffrey, you know, makes his debut in this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. 49ers, let's just face facts, they're going with the Rams mentality of, you know what, we can't do it with the draft picks. We need to start trying to win right now. They get a guy like McCaffrey, hoping that that will help that offense. And, you know, their offense wasn't that bad this weekend. But, man, their defense got torched by Patrick Mahomes as the Chiefs win this game 44-23 to over the Niners. Yeah, 49ers looked pretty strong to start the half, and then it kind of just all fell apart. Uh, yep. I, I don't know what happened exactly. I I'm going to give CMC the benefit of the doubt. He's still new with the team. I'm going to give the 49ers as a whole the benefit of the doubt. They're still not out of the NFC West. There's still, I think, only one game behind right only now. Only one game behind the Seattle Seahawks, so we'll get to a little bit later. Just like everyone had it written in the beginning yep, of the year. I Seattle had that in my bingo card. Yep, leading halfway through the year. Makes sense to me. Yep. But Gino CMC goes. is obviously a generational talent when he could stay healthy. Now, staying healthy was the hardest part of his career. Yep. Missing significant time due to injury of the last couple of seasons. But he seems to be on the field practicing every week, and he's playing every game. So as long as he can keep that up, the 49ers are going to be a team to be reckoned with. They have a great defense. They have great offensive weapons. George Kittle looks like he was Finally. back in form. Looks Finally, like man. Touchdown, almost 100 yards. Looking like he's back to form. Let's see if he can keep that. He's 
getting chemistry again with Jimmy Garoppolo, which he's had so much success with over the last couple of years. And yep. it seems like this may be the last dance with all these Niners. If uh, if they don't win it this year, Jimmy G is definitely gone, and who else, who else knows who's going to follow him? Yeah, the Niners certainly have a bunch of free agents, you know, decisions they're going to have to make in this offseason. And Jimmy G, we we know for a fact this, he's not going to be the quarterback of this team next year. We'll go back to Trey Lance, who's currently injured for the season. But a game which the Niners, you know, they were fighting, had a double-digit lead at one point, could have won. But a game in which they just kind of threw it away. Jimmy Garoppolo had a really bad interception in the goal and, you know, in the red zone that really kind of changed the momentum of this game. And the Chiefs made him pay for it. Mahomes throws 423 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scanling, both with over 100 yards Juju's receiving. Back, baby. Travis Kelsey almost has 100 yards. In fact, it's funny because he had the same satellite as Kittle other than the one touchdown. But a great performance from Kansas City. They go to 5-2 and two on the season. They look like a well-oiled machine right now. And they're definitely going to be a, t- a tough team to beat down the rest of the season. Um, just going back, uh, I was zoned out. I'm sorry. I'm watching the Ranger game. I made a ridiculous save. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Oh, um, but I, I just don't. I don't get the point for San Fran to go after McCaffrey. I, I don't think it changes their team that much. They have homeless men masquerading as running backs. They were still a good team well, with. Elijah Mitchell also is on the IR, so he, he yeah, he's going to come fine. back sooner rather. No, no, no. I'm 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 going off for your no. point. I'm saying that Mitchell is coming back soon, so they definitely had a good running back coming back soon. Yeah, but I, just, I don't. He's not Christian McCaffrey the, good. The price wasn't that high to get a guy that. Oh, and I understand that, but at the same the, time, Johnson, sit there and think about why would you go for McCaffrey? I can tell you why. I, I the 49ers got very scared that the Rams were going to poach him because the Rams were were also making a push for McCaffrey. So I think the 49ers said, "Listen, we cannot let the Rams make a big move like this and try to win another Super Bowl because it's going to look bad on our part. So we need to get in there before they do, or else we're going to be screwed again this season." Yeah, I also bingo. think the Panthers rushed it. No, I think this is a great trade for the Panthers. I, I think they could have got more. Uh, they so- wouldn't have gotten a first round pick for him. I don't that, know about first, but I think they could have got a second. Second, no, I think this the, this is perfect value. You have a second, an extra second, third, and fourth round pick this season with oh, a fifth I'm not next saying... year. They they have a lot of you know trade pieces they can you know flip and move these picks for. So it's well, definitely I mean, a great think move about for what they probably could have gotten. Have they like? I just think wait the extra the extra week, make teams get desperate. But then if McCaffrey gets hurt, then you screwed yourself. Of course, but you run that risk all the time. I mean, <sighs> you can't you can't just pull the trigger on a trade because oh well, what if he gets hurt? I mean, that that's sports in general. I, I mean, listen, the Panthers were one and five going into that game going into this week. So I mean, they're uh, they're I, essentially the worst team in football. We all know this. Okay, but oh, uh, Nick, if you want, if you're worried about injury, sit him out. You, I mean, sure, you could send him out, but I don't, uh, think, I, just, I don't think this was rushed at all. I think this is the right time to do it. You have a new head coach coming in, Steve Wilkes. They have to, uh, something has to change for this team. You get draft picks now. Now, credit, do I think they should probably trade more talent? Maybe. There's definitely pieces on that Carolina offense or defense that I think they could get more, a lot of draft picks for. Guys like Brian my, Burns, you know, J.C. Horn, to say. and like, um, D.J. Moore. They could definitely get a lot of pieces out of these players but Carolina is sticking to those guns. They're going to keep those guys. 
But this is essentially just to get some money off the boards in Christian McCaffrey. Uh, now they're but not really that. having to pay but much of that contract. At the same time, if you're going to give up McCaffrey, how is Brian Barron so untouchable? I just – I don't – I think it's because he's a 24-year-old defensive lineman. He's one of the best defensive linemen in the game, in my opinion. And he still has a lot of potential. So you, you they see something. I get again. that. But at the same time, if you're going to tear it down. I mean, I agree. Listen, you, you, go, you go it all the way. But, I mean, that's why I thought Carolina for sure was going to lose this game against Tampa Bay and fall to 1-6. and six, But in the end, they don't lose the game. And I think right now, if the season ended today, they'd be picking third in the NFL draft. So they can still definitely get a, a, a top-tier quarterback. Oh, yeah. But, but again, if you're going to look at taking a top-tier quarterback, wouldn't you rather have McCaffrey on your roster? But then you, but then again, it all comes down to that contract. I think they just wanted to get that money off their board and just you know start it fresh and get a new running back in this year, which they could because they keep in mind, there's guys like B. John Robinson that are in this draft. Imagine pairing Bijan Robinson up with one of their one of these quarterbacks in the first round. Uh, that's fun. that's a, that, that's an unbelievable pair. I get it. I just I, or maybe they see something in Chuba Hubbard that we haven't seen yet. I mean, look, I thought I thought Hubbard was going to be a really good back. He could still, he still could be. He had a great game. He had a pretty good game this week against Tampa. So who's just, who's to say he can't keep that going? I guess I just think that they rushed it a little bit. I think they could wait and see. To see if they could have got a little bit more. I mean, I'm surprised a team like Buffalo win. I think bu- Buffalo was in discussions for it, but I just I don't think they were willing. I mean, they should have been willing to give up the picks that the Niners I, gave up, but they just weren't going to do if it. If I'm Buffalo, hell, I'd fucking consider giving up fucking two seconds and two thirds because if you get a healthy McCaffrey and not offense. It is fucking deadly. But look, it is what it is. Yeah. I just don't see the point of the Niners doing it. I don't think this team's a Super Bowl contender. I just... I think their theory is that the NFC is very weak, so they they could easily get to the Super Bowl if they take advantage of it. They have to get there first, because right now they're not in the playoffs if the season ended today. But yeah, that, that I think that was their theory going into this trade. I guess. I don't know. And, you know, we had another big trade, and we're, you know in the NFL when it came to running back. And we'll talk about that in a second, but it came down to this team that they traded, that made the trade as the jets took on the Denver Broncos. And there's a reason why they had to make a trade jets win this game 16 to nine. But in the end, they do lose star running back. Brees hole has been a great, you know, rookie for them. This season has probably was probably the favorite to win offensive rookie of this of the year before this injury happened. He goes down with a 20 CL. He is now done for the season. Huge, brutal loss for the Jets, but they do, you know, kind of salvage it in a sense by making a trade with the Jacksonville Jaguars and acquiring, and what in my, my opinion is, a really good running back in James Robinson. And they only trade a, a conditional sixth round pick that will turn into a fifth round pick if Robinson rushes for 600 yards, which he's on pace to do so. But in the end, Jets get the win. They get a good running back in Robinson to fill the shoes of Brees Hall. We'll see if the Jets can keep this one at the going as they now go to five and two in the season. Yeah, one thing I want to add about this James Robinson trade is if Shad Khan wasn't too concerned with his son running a wrestling company in the ground, I think he would pay more attention to this football team because whoever is the Jaguars GM should be fired after this trade. This is a steal, yeah, steal for I the Jets. I can't believe you only got a conditional sixth round pick that might convey into a fifth round pick at yeah. the very best. To, to me, this was an absolute robbery. By the New York Jets, if 
anyone who would have said that five or ten years ago. I think if anyone rushed the trade this week, it was Jacksonville, because I'm not sure why they make this trade like this. I think you could have got a lot more value. I think you could have got at least a third or a second round pick out of James Robinson. I don't, I don't know if I, I, I would go that. I, I would say I, a fourth round pick definitely could have got it out of James Robinson. A you, fourth way condition, I could see. I, I think the, the, I the think issue, we could be in the middle and say we a, a third round pick is possible. I think the issue was is that Robinson had a great start to the season, and then you just saw his carry start to go away to Travis Etienne, and I guess that def, you know kind of decreased his value over the past couple weeks because the Jaguars weren't using him, and the Jets were able to you know swoop in and take advantage of that happening as they only need to trade a sixth round pick that becomes a fifth. If he runs for a certain amount of yards, which I'm assuming he's going to run for, and the Jets, you know, they might lose Brees Hall, but I think Robinson's going to fill in very nicely for them. Yeah, no, James Robinson's going to be a huge difference maker down the uh, down the line. But how big is the talent gap between Brees Hall and James Robinson? I think we're going to find out in the next. I don't couple think of weeks. too. I don't think too far. I don't think honest. it's too far. I don't think it's too far. Remember, I think Brees, Brees Hall is only a rookie, so let's keep that yeah, in mind. I know, I know, but there's been many rookies that came. Made their mark immediately, such I agree. as Zeke. I agree. So Brees Hall, I'm not saying Brees Hall would make a market like Zeke per se, but I think he's still just slightly better than James Robinson. So the Jets are gonna have a little bit of a whoa. Did you say Brees Hall better than James Robinson? Yes. I think he's saying the potential wise, yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. Buddy. Well, gotta remember James Robinson. I think it's just here for the playoff push because he's gonna be a free agent at the end of the season. Brees Hall is the running back for sure on this team. No, 100%. Like, future-wise, I get it. But I don't – overall running back, I don't know about that. I don't think Brees Hall can run in between the tackles like Robinson can. I guess I don't we're going to find was... out. We're going to find out very soon. We're going to see how James Robinson performs. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, listen. It's a different system. He's yeah. being placed in the same system that Brees Hall got injured but in. My point is, is that – you're going. Uh, never mind. This well, would more, be an equal me- measure of talent. Well, I will say that this would also be very helpful if they had Elijah Vera Tucker also went down in this game, and he's also going to be out for the rest of the season with a torn bicep. So, Jets losing two big keys to their offense this past weekend. Not a good time for them, especially with the offensive line issues they've already had this season. So, losing Vera Tucker not going to help. But you know, you're hoping that James Robinson can, you know, you know, say, you know what. I'm going to look past this offensive line issues and I'm going to, to run through whatever comes in front of me and keep the Jets in a winning position. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I think James Robinson's a really good back. I just think ETN's a little bit, has a lot more talent and potential. Yeah, but you could say, you could say the same about Brees Hall. That's why Johnson was saying that. Uh, no, I... I don't. I just to call Brees Hall better. I think is a little bit much. Etn I think is better than Hall. So based off what? Based off everything I've ever seen from Etn. Okay, but, so he's, only, only, but he's only done it for this season too. Yes, he, he was hurt it. all of last year. But yes, but that's my. But that's it's, it's that's what the we point. have to base it off of. We're basing we it a, off of how have, he's done this no, season. No, but we I'm have not a basing, of games. I'm not basing it off like his NFL. I'm basing it off what I've seen since he was at Clemson. You could say the same with Brees Hall with Iowa but State. You can't. Uh, Etn was way more dominant than Brees Hall ever was. 
Brees Hall was one of the best college backs in the I'm nation. I'm not saying he wasn't. He was a really, really good back, but he's not ETN. I, I don't see the, if ETN the that. stays healthy. He has literally every, almost everything you want out of your top back, and more. You can say the same about Brees Hall. I don't know. I, I like Brees Hall. I think he's a really good running back. I just think ETN's better. That's just my personal opinion. Well, we'll digress from that as we move on to our next game here. And I guess you could say kind of an upset considering how, you know, these two teams have gone this season. The Seattle Seahawks going into Los Angeles and knocking off the Chargers 37-23. to Another solid game from Geno Smith. He throws for two touchdowns, both to Marquise Goodwin. But the story of this game, Kenneth Walker. Man, has he been on fire for this Seattle offense. 23 carries. 168 yards rushing and two touchdowns. And a, a, also a great job by that Seahawks defense to hold Justin Herbert and that offense as Herbert, you know, had 293 yards passing, but that was on 33 completions to 51 attempts, two touchdowns, an interception, and holding Austin Eckler to nine carries with 31 yards rushing. Great job altogether by the Seattle team. They get a nice needed win over the Chargers, and they now move into sole possession of first place in the NFC West. No, definitely a surprise game. I don't think anyone had Seattle this good. No one had Geno Smith this good either. We've kind of beat that horse to death at this point. And, yeah. you know, Los Angeles a little banged up right now. Not really that healthy. Yeah. Justin Herbert's had his fair share of injury struggles as well. And Tide is starting to turn, at least in the court of popular opinion, which we all know is always correct. Sarcasm. Insert more sarcasm here. Mm-hmm. But Chargers really do, really do need to step it up. I mean, I guess you can't really laugh at them for losing to the Seahawks because a bunch of other teams have already done it so, this year, and now they run the division. So at the end of the day, Chargers fall down to one game behind the division. They still have that game at home versus the Chiefs later this year. So they have time to they have ground to make up in the division. But Seattle is starting to run away with the division. No one really had them advancing this far, but... Uh, I don't know about... I don't want to say running away from it. I think the Rams... It's a slow, slow walk away with it, I should say. I guess so. I, I, NFC West is, is up for grass for any team. And that's even including the Cardinals. I think I think that division's just... It, it just has it's a gauntlet. Yeah, I think it just had a state where anyone can really win it because there hasn't been, you know, that team that has taken the necessary step to say, I'm the leader of the division. This is mine. You're not taking it from me. Yeah. Seattle looked great so far. DK Metcalf had a scary injury, but it turns out he's going to be okay, and he might even practice this week. Yeah, there's a potential that he could play this week against the Giants. Now, if you're a Giant fan, obviously you don't want that. You don't want to see him be playing this weekend because he will definitely cause a nightmare. But nonetheless, he does avoid a big injury, won't require surgery, could practice this weekend. We'll have to see if that happens. So, but for Seattle, they avoid a major injury that would have potentially hurt their team for the rest of the season. But in the end, they get the win over the Chargers. They're now in first place, and they have potentially found a stud running back in Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I guess Rashad uh, Rashad Penny getting injured beginning of the year, blessing in disguise, finding your. Because let's be let's be real about this. I don't think they would have started him at any point this year unless Rashad Penny was no, I think previously bad. Unless he was, unless Rashad Penny was regressing to the point where he was not playable, I don't think they were going to play him. 
you see that all the time when a team drafts a running back. You know, if it's not a first-round running back, like if it's like one of those second-round running backs, you see eventually down the line that a couple of games in, they'll say, you know what, let's give the rookie a shot and see what we got here. I, I for sure, Kenneth Walker for sure was going to be starting at some point in the season. It was just a matter of when. And Penny's injury caught, you know, made that happen earlier than we probably expected. So let's go over to the next game. Dolphins surviving a scare of the Steelers. Good to see Tua back on the football field. Looked very scary that he was going to be out for extended time a couple weeks ago. Oh, I mean, he's going to have some scares in this game, to say the least. I mean, I'm just, I think everyone's happy he can just play football and, uh, you know, let alone play football. Everyone's happy he's just okay and he can live yeah. his life. But that wasn't looking pretty there a couple of weeks ago when he went down. But leads his team to victory. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle look great in this game. Steelers defense looks a little bit better. Granted, this is Tua's first game back from a very scary injury. But Steelers defense starting to look a little bit better. Coming down to the wire almost. But Kenny Pickett is proven to be kind of a turnover machine in his first couple of games. Still has yeah, a lot of time left in his in his young NFL career to get these turnover this turnover situation kind of fixed. If you remember a couple of years back or four or five years ago, a certain rookie quarterback from the Giants had a huge turnover problem and he started to turn a page with it. So it is possible. If Daniel Jones coaching. If Daniel Jones could fix his turnover problem, I have the utmost faith that Kenny Pickett could fix it as well. Well, I think the issue for the Steelers is that they still have a really bad offensive coordinator in Matt Canada. He's really been, you know, not, he's hurting the Steelers more than he's helping this season. Pickett, you know, throws for over 250 yards, but yes, three bad interceptions in this game, including one where the Steelers were driving down the field and were about to take the lead, but he throws a goal line interception to Noah Igbenogade. I hope I pronounced that right. I probably didn't. Um, but Pickett, yeah, made some really interesting decisions in this game that cost the Steelers this game. Najee Harris starting to see a little bit of glimpse of hope from him. Had his first touchdown last week against the Buccaneers. 65 yards rushing in this game. Not terrible from him, but we'd like to see a little bit more out of Najee. George Pickens finally got to see a lot out of him. Six catches for 61 yards and a touchdown, which was a great toe-drag touchdown on the against the Dolphins. And let's just face facts. In this game, Tua was kind of shaky in this game, to say the least. We had a play where he was running and, you know, slid very late and could have easily gotten another concussion. Thankfully, that did not happen. But when you have a good running back, a Raheem Mostert, in your backfield, that's definitely going to help. 79 yards rushing from him. Also caught a touchdown, which was Tua's only passing touchdown of the game. But, like I said, Tua made some very interesting choices in this game, almost through a couple of interceptions that were dropped by the Steelers. Steelers, this is a game they could have won easily. But they let it slip, and the Dolphins get the win to go to four and three. Yeah, Dolphins looking a lot better than they had with the uh, previous quarterback play, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Skylar Thompson. Um, yep. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater looked promising. He got injured, and Skylar Thompson. Well, he's a rookie. Yeah, seventh round expect, pick. Seventh round pick. You really out of Kansas State, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep. He was not expecting to play, so I really can't fault him for his quarterback play at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the Dolphins definitely needed Tua back. You could tell that they, you know, they need that presence. And him being back there gives the Dolphins a better chance to win than Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson for sure. But they're going to need Tua to not make, you know, some of the questionable throws he made in this game. And that he needs to avoid getting into situations where he could potentially get another concussion because, oh boy, did he have a lot of those moments in this game. 
Yeah, it was not pretty, but hey, uh, good for the Dolphins and good for two. It's good. It's a great story for him. They'll place the Lions next week. Yep. And hopefully they can continue their winning streak for Tua's sake. Yeah. All right, Johnson. I'm not talking about this. Oh, no, you're talking about it. We didn't have a football game last night. No, we had a football game last night on Monday Night Football. The Knicks, the Knicks were on and Monday Night Raw the was Chicago on, so. Bears and the New England Patriots, Monday Night Football. Not only did the Bears win this game in convincing fashion, but there was an interesting storyline in this game. Mac Jones got benched, and Bailey Zappi came in in relief. He didn't look great. Don't get me wrong. He was all right, but not great. And the question now coming out of this game is, do we have a quarterback controversy in New England? I'm going to yes. put this to uh, I'm going to put this to rest right now. Bill Belichick has said that the game plan was to play Mac Jones for one quarter, then to put Bailey Zappi in the second and third. And if the game was close in the fourth quarter, he was going to put Mac Jones back in. That was his game plan. He was going That's to ease. Fucking asinine. That was his game plan. Are you going to call his game plan last night when he's one of the most winningest Colts of all time? Um, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. I don't know. Is Bailey Zappi the new Tom Brady and Mac Jones the new Drew Bledsoe? I think that New England fans want him to be so Brady so badly. They're kind of delusional right now. I, I, I would say that's way more likely than it being Tom Brady. I mean, for everyone else's sake, you better hope I'm right about this. I mean, sure. I mean, listen, and the other day, Matt Jones, you got to wonder if he was rushed coming back. He was this 100% game. rushed back. I didn't so, know. The initial report said four to six weeks at best. Mm-hmm. And he's here a couple weeks later. I mean, he was clearly rushed. I, I don't, I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't have even started him until probably not this upcoming week, the week after that. I would have given him as much rest as he needed. But that was Bill Belichick's plan going in here. He would not uh, state on his plans going forward, but that's I'm going to attribute that to be a classic Belichick syndrome uh, of not letting his opponents know his next move. He he is famous for giving one re- word responses of media about future plans. Seattle. But if you want to talk, yeah, or, or, or <laughs> Seattle or on the Cincinnati, if you want to talk to him about a long snapper, he'll give you a 25-minute history of a position. So. Yeah. That is that is the classic Bill Belichick saying, I'm not telling you what my future plans are, so I'm not going to read into that. I mean, it, it, this was an interesting game because, you know, the Patriots are riding a wave of momentum. You know, winners are two straight with Bailey Zappi, a quarterback. Bears coming off a, a loss to the Commanders in what was a very ugly Thursday night game. But give the Bears some credit. They ran the ball very efficiently. Fields, Montgomery, and Herbert, a triple threat at running back right there. And one of them being the quarterback, obviously. But just a great job by Chicago to run the ball down the Patriots' throat. And New England really wasn't wasn't able to run the football in this game. Ramondre Stevenson led the way with 39 yards rushing and 11 carries. So certainly not a great game for New England all overall offensively. But in the, the defense end, really shit the bed too. To yeah, the defense was, yeah, defense was not good in this game either. So not really a great showing from New England. They've got to bounce back this week because the Jets are starting to get a lot of momentum right now. And... Patriots definitely could catch them off guard with a win at MetLife this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this game at MetLife on Halloween weekend. Uh, I think doing will bounce back, hopefully. But again, this is the NFL, and this season has been one ball mode. Nothing makes sense. We think good teams are bad, bad teams are good, and great teams 
sometimes shit the bed, and sometimes bad teams make great upsets. And it's so. funny because now, because you say that, now let's try to pick some of these games for this upcoming weekend. Because oh. obviously, we know what we're talking about, and we know how the NFL season's going, right? Everything's go- going perfectly normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start this off with Ravens as Bucks. Thursday night game. That should let's, be. Do, let's do rapid fire. Let's just. Give Listen, us give our picks and let's see how we do. This should have been a good game coming into you know when you look at it on paper this should have this was supposed to be a really good game but the way these two teams have been playing ugh, I don't know. All right, I'm ahead. I'm gonna start with this. Oh God, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Uh, I think they come back. They're at home. Baltimore. They are a plus favorite in this game. They are so they are plus or minus. They are plus one and a half. So they are the underdog. They are the underdog. Okay, so there's a slight underdog at home. I think the Baltimore Ravens go back to their ways, and Lamar Jackson turns into a pumpkin, and he blows another double-digit lead. Uh, I see the reference with the Halloween. I, I see what you. I see you. I see you. Uh, thoughts on this game, Grayson? So now how much you love Lamar Jackson? Oh, God, do I have to? Yes. Uh, yes. Th- this is like borderline horrendous football. Cause no, this would be a good game. I, no, I, 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 I could I see this being a good game. I don't know how, have, but I don't know. Uh, I, I'm probably wrong. I think this is going to be a horrible game. Probably, probably wrong, but um, yeah. My heart wants to tell me the Buccaneers, but after that performance, I can't. I can't do it. He's gonna pick Lamar Jack, huh? It, it's going to be. It's not going to be Lamar Jack. It's going to be Kenyon Drake having himself a day. Oh, Gus Bus. I love me some Gus Bus, but I'm feeling Kenyon Drake. Okay. I like the way they've been using him in that offense. Okay. Um, I mean, with the way Mandrews was so irrelevant last week, shows how Mandrews was ha- did have an injury going into that game, so you got that might be a factor. I guess. Uh, uh I'm going Ravens. Money it. line. Okay. I, I don't I don't trust points on that. I don't trust nothing. Just give me the Ravens straight. So I <laughs> must be the tiebreaker for this. I'm gonna pick Tampa. I just can't envision them losing three in a row, especially after two bad losses to two really bad teams. I can't see them losing a third game in a row and falling three and five. It just doesn't seem Tom Brady like. I think they get back on track. Baltimore does have some key injuries right now going out as well, so I think that could play into a factor in this game. Give me Tampa Bay, but again, I'm not really too confident on that game. So I'm going to start the next game in London. Broncos is Jags. Oh, can I speak for Can I speak for everyone saying <laughs> we're taking the Jags? Is that like universal? Yeah, uh, 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 I'm definitely taking. Do you the trust Jags. Brett Ripien? If it could be Russell Wilson, he might be back. Uh, Even if it is, it doesn't matter. Oh, that makes it better, but... I actually think that makes it worse. (sighs) That's kind of disrespectful, and I think he's bad. This is is, is basically a Thursday night game, because it's it's just bad. I'll be asleep for it, so it's definitely a Thursday night game. I'm going to be awake for it, unfortunately, but yeah. Um, I'm going to pick Jacksonville, but... No one wins. I don't think no one wins. Uh, I'm going the Jags. The loser, the loser is whoever has to watch this game. I'm going to say this is going to be the next one is going to be a game of the week. New York Giants Mm. and Seattle. Seattle three point Mm. favorites. Oh God, my heart wants to tell me the Giants, 
But Gino is on a tear like no one else right now. Gino is on revenge tour. Like, there's no tomorrow. Maybe him coming to New York is no, going to give Seattle. Him... Oh, wait, he's not? I thought it's this game was home. No, it's in oh, Seattle. I'm sorry. I misread. I'm a little stupid. Wait, we, what are we going to do about it? Um, oh, if this game's in Seattle, I'm, I'm definitely taking Yeah. I, unfortunately, Nick, I'm going to go with Grayson. I'm going to take Seattle. My logic being there's as many injuries on the Giants as there are letters in the alphabet right now. So it's true. not, looking very, true, it's not looking very pretty for them. I'm going to take Seattle minus three. I usually ride with the Giants. I think they go six and two, but I think you guys are going to bounce back after that and win your next two and still get the eight and two. But I think this is a game that you do lose over the next three. Now, what scares me about this game is that Kenneth Walker sort of emerged as a very good running back, and the Giants have had issues this season against the run, for sure, especially in that last game. They could not stop Travis Etienne. But you know what? Screw it. Give me the Giants. They find way, they find ways to win. Why might as well oh, 100%. just keep you might as well I might as well just keep going with the momentum as long and just keep this, you know, train riding. Listen, my theory is this. If Seattle does not have DK Metcalf, I really don't like their chances in this game. That's fair too. Um if DK plays, I'm not listen, I'm going to I'm not saying I'm going to switch my pick. I'm going to still stay with the Giants. Am I confident? Not as much. But, you know what? Why not? Giants have been underdogs all season. I'm I'm ready for this underdog mentality. Give me New York. All right, so you heard it here first. He's going to take the New York football Giants. Next game on our list, we have Cardinals versus Vikings. I think I'm also going to speak on behalf of everyone saying that the Vikings are going to win this week. Nope. Uh, really? Okay, what's your logic? I'm going Arizona. Really? It's Kirk Cousins not in primetime, though, and Call of Duty just came out. I- uh, DeAndre Hopkins is back for the Cardinals. I think that yeah. is a huge factor for this team. You saw it offensively. Their offense was a lot better with D-Hop in the lineup. I think that's going to be a key factor. And I think they pull off a major upset. I don't think the – listen, we can say all we want about the Giants being a fake 6-1 and one team. I don't think the Vikings are this good. I don't think they're really a good 5-1 and one team. They, there's, some, there's just something that tells me that there's going to be – you know, a loss here and there. And I think this is a game that they could easily lose. You know, you would think going into the game, the Vikings would be a little bit bigger, bigger of a favorite against a Cardinals team that's been up and down this season. But I just think this is a game that Arizona could just sneak in and win a road game. I'm going to take the Cardinals. I'm okay. actually with Nick on this. I'm, I'm riding the Cardinals as well. No, you son of a... No, well, uh, there's the uh... kiss of death, and therefore... Vikings money line is the lock of the week. Why? Why? The cards out this week. Just to stick with the narrative. Look, I think he's. I think he's matured. <laughs> he all right, mature. and he I'm not. I'm not going mature. to justify. He's still. He's still very short. He's I still growing. Not, all right, I'm not justifying this argument right now. We are skipping this argument. I'm not talking <laughs> about Cod or Kyler Murray being short. Let's just go to the next game. Oh, Johnson at New England. No, well, yeah, Patriots at New England, Patriots huh? At New England? Patriots at uh, Patriots at New York. Patriots uh, at New York. Give me the Patriots at New England. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> give me Patriots in MetLife Stadium. I'm hammering. It's the a Jets second home anyway. They have. I'm pretty sure they have more wins there over the last ten years than the Jets do. So I'm taking the Jets. Oh, thank you, because now you're making my Patriots pick even more uh, um, grateful. Because Sauce Gardner is a fucking beast on defense, and 
I do think that the offense, even though it took a hit, I th- yeah. could still produce. The, the Jets' offense, I've got to say, has not looked good. No, they it have hasn't. been really, really bad. And you've had you know these rumors about Elijah Moore wanting to trade. He's still he's going to play in this game, for what we've heard. But I think the issue of my with this game is is that Michael Carter has to be the starting running back in this game because James Robinson's not going to really you know assume that role just yet. Not like McCaffrey, they didn't assume him going into that game against the Niners against with the Chiefs. He played, but he wasn't really the starting running back. It was more Jeff Wilson. I think it's going to be the same thing here with Michael Carter. You'll probably see James Roberts get a couple of carries here and there. Nothing too much out of the ordinary. I think the loss of Vera Tucker is huge for the Jets because their offensive line has already had issues this season. I think New England's defense is going to feast on that, and they're going to come out with a big win at MetLife to get back to 500. So I'm going to agree with Nick, and I'm going to make my reasoning a lot more simple. What do you think is more likely, if a Patriots winning inside MetLife Stadium or the Jets going on a five-game win streak? As much as I don't want to say the Patriots winning, yeah, it's Patriots. Yeah, so that's that's my logic. I don't think the Jets are going to go five game win streak. I think the win streak gets. It's a great here. run. Listen, don't get me wrong; they've been on a great run right now. No, I'm not. I'm not going to discredit them. But I think New England New England bounces back. I think Belichick is going to be very pissed off, and as always, he's going to take his frustrations out on the Jets. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still sticking with my pick with the Jets, but fair enough. All right, uh, into the next game: Niners at Los Angeles. Which will uh, be a home game for the for the 49ers either way. I'm taking Pretty the much, Niners. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, I'm going to take the Niners in this as well. Uh, I, I like Jimmy G. I like uh, that Rams I like CMC. I like George Kittle kind of merging Debo anemic. Samuel, Brent Nayuk. Uh, it seems like to me that Matt, uh, that, uh, Matt Stafford only has one receiver that he knows of, and that's Cooper Cup. The other guys are just NPCs running um, down the Tyler field. Higby. I said receiver, though, not not tight end. Uh, Tyler Hibby's running receiver routes at this rate. Anyway, I'm going to take the Rams. And my rationality for this is that Debo Samuel potentially might not play this game. I don't like the 49ers without Debo Samuel. And Kyle Juszczyk, who is the best fullback in the game, not going to play this game. That's going to hurt San Francisco a lot. Listen, you never talk about fullbacks a lot when it comes to football. The Niners need Kyle Juszczyk in their lineup. That's going to be a huge loss for them this week. I think because of that, that's going to hurt them a little bit. Not too much, but I just don't like the way Jimmy Garoppolo is playing right now. And I think also with injuries to Jason Verrett and the rest of the secondary for the 49ers, I think Cooper Cup is going to feast on that San Francisco defense that you know just got torched by Patrick Mahomes. So give me the Rams. All right, fair enough. Uh, Commanders versus Colts in the first tank bowl. Uh, game of the year. This is the easiest. Look, pick. Now, let me. Ballinger making his first NFL start, and Matt Ryan would bench due to an injury. I like to call it. He's too old, so they put him on the IL. This is this sucks because if Carson Wentz was healthy and was actually starting, this would have been the Carson Wentz bowl. Yep. But now he's hurt, so it's Taylor Heidegger against Sam Alringer. This is an easy pick. Is it? It's it's Washington. Taylor Heineke is a beast. When it comes to throwing to Scary McLaurin. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So, we saw Terry McLaurin have a great game against the Packers. Which, by the way, we didn't mention in, in the rundown. And I forgot to mention that. Uh, huge upset for the Washington Commanders. Knocking off the Packers have now lost three in a row. A lot of turmoil going on in Green Bay. We'll talk about them in a, in a second. But, man, 
Commanders getting a huge upset when to go to three and four in the season, but yeah, good chance for them to be five hundred. Gibson, I'm going to take Indianapolis here. Give me the rookie quarterback. He wants to impress. He's going to be at home. The fans are going to be behind him. Let him play. This is such a tough game because my heart wants to say Colts, but I've been spurned by the Colts so much. I picked them last week against the Titans. Did not pay off. Then again, I don't like Washington. I don't think they're good. We all know that they're not good. I'm going to well, say they're... with with essentially a rookie quarterback playing at Sam Ringer, that this will be the game where fantasy owners rejoice because Jonathan Taylor is going to have a monster game. I'm going to switch my pick. I originally had the commanders. I'm going to take the Colts. But I swear to God... If they do this to me one more time, I'm not picking them again the rest of the season. I refuse. They could play that, the Houston Texans, and I'd still take the Texans. Well, I, Davis Mills is better than both Matt Ryan and that's not uh, saying anything. And Ellinger, but all right, I'm going, gonna switch it to the Colts. All right, so going into our final two games of the week, the primetime games: Packers versus Bills. I think we Buffalo get blowout. Buffalo, Buffalo blowout. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to say blowout. I, I has to up. It has to be a, touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers is going to be too high to even throw the ball this time around. He's not been nowhere yet. The Packers are just so bad right now. They just defensively, they're not playing good. Offensively, they're playing even worse. It has to be Buffalo. It's Packers, a Packers are really going to go lose three in a row. The Packers actually don't. No, sorry, not three in a row. They're going to lose the fourth in a row. They've lost three in a row already. They were three and one. Yeah. Man, oh man, it's how over. the tides have turned for Green Bay. I would have had faith after you know I would have had a little bit more faith if they had beaten Washington, but man, after losing to the Commanders, that's 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 rock bottom. That was the last straw. Yeah, that, that's rock bottom, man. Yeah, um. So Buffalo, kind of unanimous, great. And final game of the week: Bengals, Bengals versus Browns. Monday Night Bangles, Football. Bengals, 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 Bengals. Joe Burr. Everyone, Joe Burr. Joe Burr and Joe mixing it up, gourmet. Right, I want you to never say that again. Now I want to switch to the Browns after saying that. Jesus, I have no faith in the Browns to win this game anyway. I think Nick Chubb will get his because the Bengals' defense is absolutely horrendous. But overall, I think that uh, the Browns' defense is even worse. That's the problem. Yeah, defense is really bad right now. Yeah, with the way Joe Burrow's playing these last couple weeks. I do, but, I do think he does regress to the mean this week, and he's not going to have I that great performance. That. I don't think. Yeah, I think this could. You could see something interesting this, this where is going Mixon is the the reason why they win the game. But yeah, yeah. I could very much well see that. I don't know. I mean, it's a divisional game, so you never know. Those games are usually close until the end. But yeah, I think we're all in agreement that the Bengals are going to win this game, but listen, we had an upset of Monday Night Football this past week. I wouldn't be shocked if we had another one. But that's going to do it for our NFL discussion here on the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Again, another crazy week in the National Football League. We'll see how this upcoming weekend turns out. Tune in for our final part of our conversation as we dive in to the MLB playoffs. The World Series is set. The Championship Series is over. And for my New York Yankees, man, What a bad series against Houston. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. 
But once again, I am Nick Pavona, joined alongside Andrew Johnson and Grayson Sheepy G. Marino with the All Gas No Break Sports Show.